Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. Hope you're having a wonderful day. It is a very nice rainy day here in Romania and I am loving it. It has been very, very hot here in Romania and it is a relief to have a cool day here in the office. I hope you're having good weather wherever you are located. Today we will look at our 24th message from the book of Ephesians called the Bride of Christ. Let's read our verses for today, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 23 through 33. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything." Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh." This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. This is a wonderful passage about the bride of Christ. Last time, we looked at the practical aspect about the correct relationship between a husband and wife. Let's now look at the spiritual and doctrinal application concerning the bride of Christ. Verse 27 tells us he will present it, the church, to himself. This is a future event that will happen in Revelation chapter 21 and Revelation chapter 19. Let's read those passages. Revelation 21, 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And then Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 through 9. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. 
And to her it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Who is the bride of Christ? How should the bride behave? What should the bride be doing while she waits for her husband? Let's look at these questions and perhaps a few more. First today, the bride, the body of Christ, is the church. Ephesians chapter 5 makes that clear. The bride is not a church denomination like some teach. It is not those who have done something extra for the Lord. No, it is the church, his body. Let's read two passages that tell us this clearly. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Colossians chapter 1 verse 24, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. And then let's read one more passage that shows that the church is his body. Romans chapter 12 verses 4 and 5. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Second today, Christ loved and gave himself for his bride. Galatians chapter 1 verses 3 through 5. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What better example do we have than Jesus Christ laying down his life for us. This is the greatest proof of love and friendship. John chapter 15 verse 13, the Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Why did Jesus give himself for us? That he might redeem us and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. And after he saves us, he continues to work on us, chipping off the old man with his deeds and desires that we might produce good works. Let's read Titus chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. So Christ loved and gave himself for his bride. Third today, Christ has sanctified and cleansed 
his bride. Revelation chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then John chapter 17, verses 17 through 19. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And now let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. This is a great passage that shows that we are sanctified and we are justified the moment God saves us. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Notice in this passage, we are washed, sanctified, and justified. What a blessing. At this very moment, those that are God's children are sitting with Christ in heaven, clean, with their sins forgiven, and forever sanctified in the eyes of God. What a great blessing that is. Hebrews chapter 10 is a great passage in the Bible that shows that. Let's read Hebrews chapter 10 verses 10 through 14. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So Christ has sanctified and cleansed his bride. Fourth, Jesus Christ will present his bride before the throne of God without spot or wrinkle, holy and without blemish and glorious. Jesus is the one who will present us without sin, spot, wrinkle, or fault before the throne of God. We cannot do this by our own good works or righteousness. This is true before God saves us and after it. Jesus gives us his righteousness. That is the only way he will be able to present us before the throne of God without spot or sin. Let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. 
And then Jude chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Fifth and last today, Christ nourishes and cherishes his bride. Joseph in the Old Testament is a type of Christ. He nourished his brethren during the famine in Egypt. This is a great picture of Jesus taking care of us while we are still in this world, Egypt. He will not leave or forsake us. He is still here and will nourish and cherish us. Let's read Genesis chapter 45, verses 9 through 11. Haste ye, and go up to my father, and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all that thou hast. And there will I nourish thee. For yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. So Joseph took care of his brethren. And so also Christ nourishes and cherishes his bride. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 7 through 10. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. And then let's read a beautiful passage in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. In conclusion for today, the bride of Christ is a great mystery and a fantastic miracle of God. The bride is made one with Christ and lives forever with him in joy. What a great blessing for a child of God to look forward to. Next time, we will look at another message from the book of Ephesians. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.